Enjoy it while it lasts. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah. So easily offended. Uh. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. What's up? What's up? It is Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. A condensed show tonight because, well, uh, we are in the midst of playoff baseball. That's right. And uh, the Red Sox. Wow. What a performance by them. I, it, was, it was a home run fest. Was it not? Uh, against the Rays. I lost there. If you watch me on Daily Wager tonight, this was my best bet, <laughs> was that the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, were going to win, uh, but that is not what happened. So uh, Red Sox over the Rays, 14-6. Yes, you heard that correctly, 14-6. So that series is tied 1-1. Uh, the Brewers took care of Atlanta 2-1, so they're up on that series 1-0. Uh, the Astros, 9-4. to four. They won yesterday as well. So Houston up on that series, 2-0. And right now, you've got uh, the Giants hosting the Dodgers and San Francisco. The Giants up on the Dodgers, 2-0, and it's middle of the sixth. Um, so uh, we've, we've got a lot for you in this condensed 45-minute show of uh, Week and Wager. In a second, I'm going to uh, play for you uh, Mike Clay, of course, who works at ESPN. Uh, him and I, every Friday, uh, put together our favorite prop bets heading into each and every week of the NFL season. So uh, I'm going to play that for you shortly. After that, uh, we'll come back. If you've got uh, some questions, calls, we're here from you, 800-919-3776. Uh, and then we'll also hear from Lee Sterling, from Paramount Sports. We'll talk some college football, getting you ready for tomorrow. He's got a few plays, as well as a number of really great NFL plays. But first, again, like I said, um, I'm going to queue up for you Mike Clay and I talking about some of our favorite prop bets heading into this week. And we start with none other than the early game. Keep in mind, you've got the Jets and Atlanta coming your way early, 9 a.m. on Sunday which is going to be fun in London. So, Mike, first and foremost, let's talk about the prop bets we like in the Jets-Atlanta Braves game. Uh, let's start with the London game, 9 a.m. Uh, on, uh, on Sunday morning. You've got the Jets going up against Atlanta. Atlanta, no Calvin Ridley. Uh, both these defenses, uh, well, Jets defense a little bit better than Atlanta, but still, you know, a few things here. Two plays that I like here, Mike. One is Corderell Patterson. The way that Arthur Smith has been utilizing him has really been sensational. Give credit where credit's due. I mean, you know, he's been on several teams and figures out how to use his talents and his ability. So the number isn't out yet, but I like the over in receiving yards for Cordero Patterson this week. Uh, that's one of my favorite plays, especially with no Calvin Ridley. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to have to go somewhere. And the other one that I like is Michael Carter over 11 and a half carries. I believe this game is going to be a lot closer uh, than what the Jets have previously experienced. It's evident that Michael Carter now is the lead back in that backfield. And I believe that they're going to run the ball more. Uh, they, the Jets run the ball over 40% of the time uh, when the game is, uh, is, is, is close. 
So I like over 11 and a half carries for Michael Carter. And also I like over in receiving yards for Patterson. Yeah, uh, makes sense for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they deploy Patterson in this one, especially because he's been mostly lining up in the backfield, right? He's splitting with Mike Davis. People want him to be a, you know, they want us to list him as a res- wide receiver in fantasy at ESPN, but he's playing running back. He's splitting the snaps with Davis. Yeah, he lines up at receiver sometimes, but so do most running backs. So he might be more receiver than others, but, you know, he's still uh, a running back number one. But, you know, they need help at receiver. So uh, we'll see what they do. Uh, here in week five. Uh, let's talk about the Bengals and the Green. I love the Bengals in this spot. Um, and the prop bets that I'm going to be playing in this game, Jamar Chase over 65 and a half receiving yards. As we know, uh, Alexander is out. Jir Alexander is out of, the, of the, the secondary for the Green Bay Packers with a shoulder issue. And their secondary isn't great to begin with. I came across an interesting stat. I'm sure you're aware of this, Mike. And that is Chase leads all the receivers in the NFL in receiving yards against man coverage at 250 already through this season. So I love Chase over 65 and a half receiving yards. And also um, I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. I love over one and a half touchdown passes. Um, Again, I I believe that this Green Bay Packers secondary is there for the taking. So those are my two prop bets in this, uh, in, in this matchup. I know you've got some on Joe Burrow as well, right? I do. I do. Yeah. I think uh, the volume stats are too high here. I'm under on really across the board under 36 and a half pass attempts under 24 and a half completions under 271 and a half passing yards. I like them all. Look, he's been under 33 pass attempts in every game this season. He's averaging 26.8 and yet the line is 36 and a half. That's well above both of those numbers. Uh, Anita, he hasn't even dropped back to pass 36 times this season. And yet the attempt line is 36 and a half. He's been below 21 completions in three or four games. The only exception was that Jags game last Thursday when he was obviously hyper-efficient at home against the poor defense. And he's been below 262 yards as well in three of the four games with the exception being that Jags game. So this is a very run-heavy offense. It's a competitive team. I don't think they're going to get blown out and, and force Burrow to have to throw the ball a ton in this game. And look, he's the guy's barely in the top 30 in pass attempts. I just think these numbers are way too high. And uh, look, I know Joe Mixon's not going to be there and they're an underdog and maybe, you know, maybe they do fall behind and they're, they just go with the pass this week. But I think everything we've seen this season points toward the unders. Patriots against the Texans. Um, we know what happens when a rookie quarterback goes up against Bill Belichick, but uh, more importantly, I, I like Damian Harris over 67 and a half rushing yards this week against a very porous uh, Texans defense that's just horrendous against the rush. They're giving up over five yards per carry. And and I think, you know, unlike what we saw last week where you had to pass against the Buccaneers to beat them, um, I, I think they go back to the rushing attack. And so I like over 67 and a half rushing yards for Harris this week. What What are your prop bets in this game? Yeah, so I'm going, uh, we're actually up on interception props. We've done a, quite a few of them this year. Uh, we're up 0.4 units. So we're, I'm going to go back to the well and and go with both quarterbacks in this game, Anita. So Davis Mills, uh, yes, to throw an interception. That opened at minus 210. It's down to one minus 190. So that's really interesting against New England team. Fully expecting to get picked off at least once, or at least there's a good chance of it. So I'm taking that. Uh, and Mac Jones, yes, to throw an interception. That's plus money. That's plus 120, uh, you know, 
he's thrown, what is it, uh, four interceptions over his past two games, and he can still get this one at plus money. I know that the Texans are struggling defensively, but that's a hard one to pass on, especially considering uh, he's a first-round rookie making his fifth NFL start. So, uh, yes to both interception props here. Miami against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, like I said just a second ago, you can't rush against the Tampa Bay Bucks. You can only pass against them. And so I love Waddle over four and a half receptions. Um, Fuller is uh, is out with an injury, so I think Waddle is going to get a significant a number of targets. And again, that Buck secondary is uh, is nothing spectacular. And the other prop that I like is uh, Leonard Fournette over rushing yards again that total has not been posted yet i'm sure it will obviously before game time uh but you've got you've got some injuries that are uh you know giovanni bernard to that backfield and um, i i i think that this has the potential to be a blowout and i, I think the bucks are going to rely heavily on that rushing attack especially in this in the second half so i like over rushing yards for leonard fournette this week what do you have in this matchup uh, yeah, interesting for sure. Uh, I'm going uh, Tom Brady over two and a half passing touchdowns again, getting plus money here, plus 115. Uh, look, he it's not like he's money to hit three passing touchdowns. He's actually only thrown one over his past two games, but he did hit hit four in weeks one and two. Uh, last season, obviously, in a terrific year, he reached three passing touchdowns in nine of his 20 games. He averaged two and a half, so he's right on this line. And look, the, the Bucks are still throwing the ball, they're the Game script adjusted pass heaviest offense in the NFL. They've scored almost 80% of their touchdowns through the air, and it's not a fluke. They're very pass heavy near the goal line. Uh, and then you're playing a Texans defense. It's allowing three and a half touchdowns per game. It's second worst in the NFL. So uh, Brady to get to three against Houston here, a plus money, or uh, excuse me, against, yeah, uh, no, they're not playing Houston, right? Is that uh, they play Miami? Playing Miami, yeah. The, te- the yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, that's plus money. You get it at plus 115. That's great. Yeah, so uh, I have the wrong defensive stat here, uh, correcting myself on the fly, Anita, but nonetheless, uh, (laughs) Miami's defense obviously not playing as well as they were last year, so uh, still like him to get to this number. Uh, Eagles against the Panthers. Can't wait to watch this one. Uh, My prop bet here is on Jalen Hurts, over 44 and a half rushing yards. Once again, the Eagles offensive line all banged up. I know you're a huge Eagles fan, Mike. They've got to do something with, like, their trainers or their medical staff. I feel like each and every year, you know, the guys who play in the trenches just can't last, you know, Mm -hmm. past, like, the first quarter of the season. But nonetheless, you've got a Panthers team. Uh, Their blitz rate is just ridiculous. I I think Hurts is going to be running for his life. Uh, So I like over 44 and a half rushing yards. What do you like here? Yeah, I like Hurts to throw a lot of passes. You like him to run a lot. I like the pass attempt prop over 30 and a half attempts here. Uh, look, we've been so far so good in the pass attempt props, by the way. Six and two or up 3.3 units on on these calls. And I mentioned that because the gap between Hertz's prop this week, 30 and a half, and my projection is the largest I've written about this season. I'm at 36.7. That's a pretty sizable difference. The Eagles are calling the fifth pass heaviest offense in the league this season, they've lost three in a row, so they've been trailing off. That just means more second-half passing. And as a result, Hertz has reached 35 pass attempts in three or four games. The exception was that low-volume close game with the 49ers in week two. So, you know, you can even go back to last season, right? He's played seven full games in his career. He's hit this mark in five of the, of the seven games. 
Um, I, in, you might be wondering, so why is the line so low based on what he's done? And it's really because of the Panthers' defense. They've only faced more than 30 attempts in one game this season. But the reason for that is pretty obvious. They played the Cowboys, the Texans, and the Saints. Two of those, those are two of the run-heaviest offenses in the NFL, and the Cowboys are on the run-heavy side of the league as well. So I think it'll be different. It's going to be a different opponent for the Panthers this week. They're going to have to face more passing attempts, and I'll be surprised if Hurts doesn't hit this mark, barring something unforeseen. Niners against the Arizona Cardinals. This is going to be a good one. Um, you know, I, so much focus is going to be on Trey Lance, which, by the which, by the way, uh, I like the under in passing yards for Trey Lance. Um, but my favorite prop bet in this game is Debo Samuel over 62 and a half receiving yards. He's averaging eight targets a game. You know, in order for Kyle Shanahan to make things easier for for Trey Lance, Debo Samuel's is going to have to be a big part of that game plan. Um, Ayuk isn't cutting it. Uh, so I just, I, I love Debo Samuel here. Also, I think the 49ers are going to be playing from behind. You know, so much this week has been made of Murray and, and just how electric that Arizona Cardinals offense is. So I see them airing it out. Debo Samuel over 62 and a half receiving yards. What you got? Yeah, I'm going to go Kyler Murray under on the pass attempts here. 34 and a half is the line. Look, the Cardinals are 4-0. They're favorites this week. I actually have them as a larger favorite than uh, than the sports book does. Um, but, you know, as a result of being a good team, being ahead often, Kyler Murray has been below 35 pass attempts in three of his four games. The only exception he barely got over this mark was 36 attempts. That was that nail biter against the Vikings in week two. He's only 19th in pass attempts. And, you know, of course, part of that's the fact that he runs, right? He's six in scrambles this season. Uh, the 49ers, by the way, facing 34.0. Uh, pass attempts per game, though a lot of that was really Jared Goff in week one when he threw 57. Otherwise, they've been below this line. So uh, Murray playing at a high level, but he hasn't needed a lot of passing volume to do it. Uh, I like the under. And the other one here, Anita, I don't know if we can get it right now because Chase Edmonds is questionable this week, so you might not be able to get James Conner over nine and a half carries. That was the opening line. Actually, I like it for Edmonds or Conner if you can get over nine and a half. They've both been hitting that mark uh, pretty consistently this season. Again, they're able to run the football often. And I think they'll be able to do that uh, again this weekend. So, again, keep an eye on the lines. If Edmonds plays, I have Connor projected at 13.3 um, and, and Edmonds just below that around 11 and a half. If Edmonds is out, Connor's going to get a ton of volume in the running game. There's not really much there. So if the line is set around, say, 15, 15 and a half, and you can get the over, I'm going to like that one as well. So, again, keep an eye out for this one. The Chargers against the Browns. Um, man, uh, this is another game I I'm really looking forward to. Baker Mayfield looked absolutely horrendous against the Minnesota Vikings last week. And this is not the get-right game, especially how well the Chargers' uh, defense and, and their passing defense has been playing. So I'm going Baker Mayfield under. How about that, Mike? An under for you, babe. Uh, <laughs> there it is. 200, which by the way, I went four and two with my unders last week. Um, Boom. Yeah, I know. So Baker Mayfield under 222 and a half passing yards. That's my prop bet in this matchup. What you got? Yeah, he's, and he's struggling a little bit. And, you know, that, that one will depend on game script, I'm sure. But, um, you know, uh, if he goes under my, let's see, 
if he goes under, that means the Browns are running, which means the Chargers have to throw, which means that helps me here with my prop because mine is Austin Eckler. <laughs> so we need Thinking these on both. The fly, Mike. Thinking on yeah. the fly. Yeah, we need the game script to hit, and we'll both win this one. Austin Eckler yep. under 13 and a half carries. If you listen to the show, you know, back in week, uh, was it week three or week two or three? Week three. We, yeah, it was week three, actually. Uh, we made this essentially the same call. Eckler under 13 and a half carries. And it hit. So we're going to try to do it again. You know, he's two for four in this category this season being below 14 carries. And actually he's only hit 14 carries in nine, in nine of 62 career games. He's averaged averaging 12 and a half so far this season. And again, I think this will be a competitive game. I mean, the Chargers are calling the third pass heaviest offense in the league. And now they're playing against uh, Cleveland, who's, you know, a three and one team. They're a good team. I don't think the Chargers will be blowing them out and be able to run the football with Eckler in the second half. It should be competitive. Also, the Browns, extremely good against the run. They faced uh, the six fewest carries this season. Teams are not running against them. They have not been effective against them. So, uh, like the under here. And also, Jared Cook, over three and a half catches. You can get plus 130 on this one. He's playing a big role in this offense. Top 10 or 11 in pretty much every tight end category. So, uh, I like that one for sure. Bills in Kansas City, the big Sunday night football game we're all going to be tuning into. Uh, there's a ton of prop bets I like here, but I'm going to give you three of my favorites. Number one is Josh Allen over two and a half touchdown passes. Dude's been crushing it. You get that at plus 150. Kansas City, their defense is horrible. Their pass defense is horrible. Teams are converting first downs on first and second downs. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hopefully you understood that. I, I, mean, <laughs> Got it. I just here's the thing. I think I think Josh Allen and this Bills offense is going to just move the chains at will. I think that there's going to be a lot of red zone opportunities, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen tosses four touchdown passes in this game. So over two and a half at plus one fifty, give it to me. Um, I love Stefan Diggs getting over seven and a half receptions. I think that's who he targets. And he, I came, I read, I read this interesting little nugget about Devin Singletary, because of course, you know, you've got Zach Moss in that backfield, Devin Singletary in that backfield. When uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are the worst defense against the rush when a team plays 11 personnel. When the Bills play 11 personnel, Devin Singletary is in the backfield. So I'm going over rushing and receiving yards for Devin Singletary. The number's Hmm. not out yet, by the way, but when it does hit, I'm going to take it. Just based on that little nugget I, I, I read, and, and I feel bad, I, I, should, I, I should remember where I got that nugget. But a lot of that play is based on Devin Singletary playing when the Bucks, when the Bills are in 11 personnel and the success that running backs have against Kansas City with their defense that can't defend against the rush when a team plays in 11 personnel. So anyway, uh, those are my three prop bets. What you got in this game? Yeah, interesting there, especially with uh, Zach Moss on the incline. So maybe he can get a low number on that for Singletary. Yep. Other one I like will be a little controversial, a little bold perhaps, but I'm taking Patrick Mahomes, yes, to throw an interception. You can get plus money on this one. Look, believe it or not, he's thrown four interceptions this season, including at least one in three straight games. In fact, if you go all the way back to their Week 10 bye last season, he's thrown 11 interceptions in his past 13 games at least one in seven of of those games. So that's over a 50% hit rate. And this is not just some regular game. They're playing a Bills defense that has been best in the NFL this season. They're second in the league with seven, uh, second, uh, excuse me, in the league 
with seven interceptions so far this season. They have at least one in three straight games. They're playing well. The Chiefs are struggling on defense. Mahomes is throwing it a ton, and he's going to be again this week against a really, really, really good defense. So I think uh, the odds of him getting picked off, making one mistake, are are decent in this game. So if you can get it at plus money, I'd go for it. Uh, a few other prop bets in games that I have plays on. I know you don't, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna run through them. And if there's one that stands out to you that you really, really like. Um, please let me know. Uh, the Lions in the Vikings love Kirk Cousins here over 283 and a half passing yards. And, and I do believe that Justin Jefferson is going to be his go-to. So Justin Jefferson over six and a half receiving yards. The Lions are giving up 11 yards per reception to opposing wide receivers. And, uh, and Jefferson is getting 26% of the target share. The Giants and the Dallas Cowboys, give me some Schultz, man. Took me a minute to really believe, but now I'm, I'm in. Um, it, it, it's, it's evident, you know, the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys are playing a lot of two tight end sets and Schultz is, is running routes in a large percentage of those, of those plays over four and a half receptions for Schultz against the giants, giants, their defense, not good against opposing tight ends, either Tennessee Titans and the Jags, uh, love Chanel with DJ Chark out. He had seven targets last week, six for 99 yards. So give me over 57 and a half receiving yards for um, LaVisca Chenault against the Tennessee Titans, whose secondary is just horrendous. The Bears and the Raiders, uh, Justin Fields, under 30 and a half passing attempts. I don't believe they pass the ball that much. I try. I think they, they try to keep him. They limit him from turning the ball over and making mistakes. So I'm going under 30 and a half passing attempts. And you've got to love Hunter Renfro. The chemistry between him and Derek Carr, uh, he's averaging six receptions a game. So if I can get over four and a half for Hunter Renfro receptions at minus 115, I'm all about it. And here's my sneaky play of the week. And I'm really curious if you like it or not. All right. Logan Thomas out. Tight end for the Washington football team. Ricky Seals-Jones comes in. He is a freak. He is an athletic beast. Love this guy. Over receptions, over receiving yards. Again, the numbers aren't out yet. They will be soon, I'm sure. But he's being utilized. When, when Thomas went out, he played 95% of the offensive snaps. I was texting with Bram Weinstein, who's one of the voices for the Washington football team. I asked him, what are your thoughts on him this week? He says, oh, he's going to be utilized big time. So I love him in DFS, Mike. And mm -hmm. you could get him for next to nothing in DFS. And I, I just, I think he's, I think he's going to be a, a big part of that game plan against the Saints. So I love over receptions, over yards for Ricky Seals-Jones this week. Thoughts? Yeah. Yep. The only risk there is that this is a guy that's been basically hanging on by a thread in this league for a few years now. Um, but he has an opportunity here. Like you said, he played almost every snap last week. So he'll have a shot here against the Saints and should play a very, very sizable role uh, with guys like John Reyes and Jay Sternberger, they just signed and Samus Reyes, who just never played in an NFL game yet uh, as the depth. So I hear you. I'm at uh, 2.4 receptions and 29 receiving yards. So uh, we'll see what the lines say, but that's where I fall. Again, uh, that's Mike Clay. Uh, I just, I can't say enough wonderful things about him. I love working with him. He's uh, one of the most brilliant, brilliant minds uh, at ESPN. And so I'm thrilled that each and every week him and I get to uh, host this uh, props bet 
uh, podcast that I'm able to share with you guys as well. You're listening to Week in Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. We come back. We'll hear from Lee Sterling. Him and I break down some college and NFL games for you, getting you ready for week five. More to come. Anita Marks with you. We can wager 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to Week in Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. And Lee Sterling from Paranaut Sports joins us now. And uh, he's been with us uh, for the last few weeks. And your picks have been spot on. So excited to have you back, Lee. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> big weekend here. I mean, whenever you have two teams in the top five going head-to-head, uh, that's great for college football. And, I mean, we can't figure out in the NFL who the top dog is. No, we, we cannot. That's for sure. All right, let's, let's start in college. And you've got two games that you really like this week. Iowa favored by two against Penn State. What's your play? So you look at both defenses here, and they're almost the exact same Iowa, ranked number two in the nation, allowing just 11.6 points per game. Penn State, third in the nation, allowing just 12 points per game. Now, a little bit different defenses. Iowa, bend but don't break. They rarely blitz. Penn State brings the heat a little bit more. Difference in this game might come down to one big play. And Iowa's top two receivers are their tight end, Sam Laporta, 22 catches, but just 12 yards of reception. Running back Tyler Goodson, 12 catches, just 12.2 yards per reception. On the other side, Penn State wide receivers Johan Dotson, 35 catches, 8 touchdowns. Number two and three guys, Parker Robinson and Keandre Lambert-Smith, a combined 38 catches for almost 14 and 18 yards per reception here. I think it's going to come down to one play where someone gets behind the defense or someone catches the ball, makes a move, and goes the distance. I think the wrong team's favorite. Give me Penn State, 24-20. Woohoo! Yep. You know, yep. I, I thought I really thought Penn State was uh, going to take a step back this season yep. with Friermuth uh, moving on to the NFL. I mean, he saved them in so many games last year. But they really, they, they have definitely surprised me this season. All right, uh, game number two, Oklahoma favored by three and a half against Texas. What's your play here? So when you look at this game, I've been to many of these games. Uh, you got to go and uh, – get a Fletcher's corny dog before you go in the game, <laughs> and then a few coming out. Uh, some of the best corn dogs you ever taste. The line, I mean, uh, wrapped around uh, practically uh, a whole, it seems like maybe uh, 50 to 100 yards, but it goes quick. In this game, a lot of times the best player doesn't win the game, and Sam Erlinger the last couple of years has been spectacular, but his defense has let him down. This year I think it's going to be Bijan Robinson. This kid for Texas is big, strong, fast. He's going to be a top 10, top 15 pick as a running back. He is that good. Uh, And they have the best offense, in my opinion. OU's defense, maybe of all the units, second best, really good in the red zone. Uh, Their offense started slow, maybe coming around. I think the unit that's going to get exposed is the Texas defense. They just don't make plays in space. And uh, OU's had some close games. They've won by three five, six, and seven points this year. The only number left out is four. So let's call it Oklahoma 34-30 over Texas. Woo. All right, let's turn yep. our attention to what's going on in the NFL. And there are a number of really great games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save the Sunday night game 
for last. Of course, it's a uh, big, you know, the, the, the big game on the docket for week five. But let's start with the Chargers and the Cleveland Brown. Chargers favored by one yep. and a half. I'm on the Chargers side here. Uh, Baker Mayfield has just looked absolutely horrendous the last few yep. weeks. This is the this is not the get right game for Baker Mayfield in that offense against this Chargers defense. What's your play here? I'm on the other side, and here's why. So I was on the Chargers Monday night, felt it was a great situational play. They were sky high. That defense, the first half, they will never play that well again. They were, uh, I mean, just totally uh, running to the ball, playing with emotion, and uh, they still have a poor run defense. They got lucky that the Raiders, that Jacobs, the star running back, was, was not 100%. Now they got to get up less than six days later and play Cleveland, has a number one rushing attack. They've got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and I know Baker Mayfield's not 100%, but he'll take a shot. He, you know, he, he'll take a paint shot. He's a tough kid. And uh, on defense, they made some nice acquisitions in the offseason and filled in their needs there. So I think the Chargers are great. I think they've turned the corner. Uh, but it's tough to get up two weeks in a row, and, and they had their A game. Uh, just like the Rams did a couple weeks ago, what happened after they beat the Bucks? They lost. Same things happened here to the Chargers at home. Give me the Browns, 27-23 here. Wow. Bottle of wine yep. between you and I, my friend. Uh, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the loss of Jair Alexander to that Packers secondary is huge in this mm-hmm. matchup. Uh, you've got Joe Burrow, who's coming in with a ton of swag. I like Cincinnati getting the three and a half. I might even play them on the money line. What side are you on here? I, I would agree with you. And and I think this is a trap line. I think the public's going to see Green Bay and look at, you know, Aaron Rodgers think, wow, he's playing great again. But look at all the losses. His top two offensive linemen, best pass rusher, Alexander at cornerback. And I think those things just add up here. And, so he's got to play another perfect game, which I'm not saying it's out of the question. It just gets tougher and tougher for him. Cincinnati can run the football. Joe Mixon seems like every he doesn't get stopped behind the line. He gains four or five yards almost every single time. And you give him the ball in first down, he gains six, seven yards. Pretty easy to use play action second and three, second and two. So I love the receivers for Cincinnati. I love the way they didn't buckle even though it was against Jacksonville when they fell behind by two touchdowns. I think this team has turned the corner here, and I love Joe Burrow. If there's ever a young quarterback that's going to come up with a signature win this weekend, Joe Burrow. I like Cincinnati, wrong team favorite. They come out with a win, 28-24. I'm with you. I think the wrong team is, is, is for sure favored here. Uh, last but not least, let's talk about Kansas City and, and the Bills. Can't wait to see this one. I tell you that. Um, yeah. You know, you, I, I, talk about the wrong team. I think the wrong team is favored here as well. The Bills, their offense is just uh, just destroying folks. And Kansas City, their defense is, is just really horrendous. I came across an interesting stat here, Lee. Teams are converting on fir- converting first downs mm-hmm. at a, on, fir- on their first and second downs against mm-hmm. Kansas City. Yep. There's like there's very few third and longs. So what does that mean? It means I think the Bills and Josh Allen are going to move the ball at will. They're going to move the change. They're going to ha- they're going to have a lot of red zone opportunities. I like the Bills here again getting the points. I'll tease them up to plus eight and a half. I'll play them on the money line. I also like them over team total 27 and a half points. That's how I'm playing this. But you're my guest. How are you playing okay. this? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Buffalo's the best team in football. 
But three of their four defensive backs, and you got to have all hands on deck when you play Kansas City's passing game, are, are not 100%. So they're two cornerbacks. It looks like they both might play, but if you're not 100%, that's a problem. What they like to do on defense, they try to funnel everything inside to their great safeties. And, and Poyer, it looks like, is a game-time decision. If he can't go, I love Micah Hyde also. They are so good in space. What they do is they're great tacklers. They're great at figuring out what the play is all about. And and then when the ball's up in the air, they knock the ball away or they intercept the ball. So they're the best tandem in football, but they're not 100%. And when you face Kansas City, you got to have everyone and got to be ready to go to stop that offense. They were chirping in the offseason, a lot of their players, saying if they had four or five more minutes, they would have won the game. But also, Patrick Mahomes didn't play late in the game because he had a concussion. So uh, I think that would have factored into the game. I think Kansas City would have won the game by – uh, more than the five points, maybe uh, 12 or, or even 15 points in that game. So uh, I do think that Buffalo's the best team. Josh Allen has not run much this year. I think they're going to let him loose here. But uh, if you talk to Baltimore players and the Buffalo players, they'll tell you, especially in the playoff game, Buffalo, they had trouble with the noise. And there was only like 17,000, 18,000 fans there. It is going to be loaded there, over 70,000 fans one of the toughest places to play at, I like Kansas City, in a barn burner, 37-30. Oh, boy. Yep. So yep. we're on, op- we're yeah, on we're opposite gonna ends. To, we're going to wager, we're gonna have to wager two, two bottles of wine. Maybe a, ca- maybe a case. Yeah. Maybe, right, maybe, right. maybe a case. I'm, I'm going to leave. Back in I'm the day, leave. the Mickey, Mickey D's, Mickey D's six-pack. You... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you back. One of my favorite plays this week, you've got two rookie quarterbacks, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. By the way, just announced earlier today that Trey Lance is going to be starting for the 49ers. Both of them on the road, okay, against Mm -hmm. solid defenses. Arizona's got a solid defense. Vegas, Raiders, they've got a solid defense. Two-team, six-point teaser taking the Raiders and the Cardinals as a pick-em against two rookie quarterbacks who – we know are not ready for the NFL, Lee. We know that they're yep. not ready. They will be. I'm sure that they're going to be spectacular, but they're not ready right now, and they're on the road. It's probably my favorite play this week. Your thoughts? Love it. Love it, yeah. We're, and it's not just Trey Lance not being ready. It's it's a surrounding cast. I mean, they're moving in so many different running backs. Their receivers have not stepped up. So you can see George Kittle's getting frustrated. Uh, the receivers are not getting separation. Um, they're a team that's, that's got some real problems. And, uh, you know, Chicago Bears, that says it all. Um, they've got no weapons. I mean, Montgomery's not going to play in this game. Their receivers, most of the receivers, they're like thirds, fourth, and fifths on most teams. So, uh, yeah, I love that. I love playing teasers in the NFL. I mean, taking a game from, you know, minus one, minus two, uh, if you're taking the underdog up to eight or taking that, that favorite, you know, they're anywhere from – five, six, seven points down to a pick em, that range, usually pays off. Lee, you're great. Uh, we, we so yeah. appreciate your time, Thanks. my friend. Uh, really, really, really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, you have, have a great a night. Okay. okay, bye, Anita. Well, that about sums it up for us tonight. I know a late start, but hey, 
It is uh, postseason baseball right now. Hopefully you've enjoyed uh, We Can Wager. Again, brought to you by BetMGM. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your sport. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Just a reminder, I'm back tomorrow afternoon, uh, noon to 3. It's going to be a heavy Jets Atlanta Falcons show because, as we know, they play early, 9 a.m. on Sunday. So Rich Samini, uh, Michael Rothstein is going to join us. We'll get a breakdown with both the Jets and as well as uh, the Atlanta Falcons getting you ready for Sunday morning, 9 a.m. And also a uh, little program note here, because the Jets are playing at 9 a.m. because they're in London, uh, New York game day will not start until 2.30. So New York game day then will become more of a Jets postgame show for the first hour from 2.30 to 3.30. And then from 3.30 to 4.30 will be a Giants preview show. So we'll be with you, myself, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Mike Tannenbaum from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. on Sunday. So just a little quick programming note. But again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to We Can Wager. Really do appreciate you. Uh, have a great night and uh, talk to you tomorrow. High noon right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.